there were loads of people and it was this big stage and I had just seen like all these big name drummers that are just like insanely talented. I'd just seen them like on that same stage the day before. It's like, I don't belong here, man. Like <laughs> it was, it was pretty wild. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Word Has It podcast, your favorite writer podcast that goes beyond the bio page to find the stories behind the story. I'm your host, Mario Kumar. On this episode, meet our guest, A.P. Tobler. Word Has It, A.P. is a grunge poet, songwriter, rocker, multi-instrumentalist who has recently released an EP on Spotify called Alternate Vision. Welcome to the podcast, AP. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's just dive right into it by doing something I like to call starting from the bottom to the top and go to your childhood. Did you always want to be kind of a rocker? It, it feels like you kind of were meant to do this. Yeah, I, I, I was never really like it's like a switch just like flipped in my head when I was eight because um, it was never like a particular interest of mine to be a musician. Okay. I had so many like wacky things I wanted to do when I was younger. I um, wanted to be a professional soccer player. I wanted to be a baker. I wanted to be a barber. I wanted to be a zookeeper. Like, I had all these, like, different career paths that I was like, yes, and I would get super into it, and then I'd be like, actually, this is cooler. And then it just, like, came to me, like, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do, and I'm, like, sure about this one, and that feeling hasn't gone away, so. That's pretty amazing to me that you just felt it, and that's just, that it was all based on feeling. Did you, did you want to write when you started playing the drums, or did you like just wanting to play other people's songs? Um, I was actually, like, interested in writing from, like, very early on. My instructor, um, this dude named Chris Pounders, he's a super cool multi-instrumentalist dude, um, and he would sometimes, during our drum lessons, he would bring out a guitar and start playing, and have me like do my own thing on the drums and we'd start like creating together and so he really like inspired me to start writing stuff I have these like super old demos just like on my phone of like just like us in a drum lesson and we're like just jamming yes. and like improvising is that how you you do your songwriting process you kind of just you start you get the drum kit and you just kind of let it go or you write down stuff. Actually, it's it's changed quite a bit since then. Um, at that time, I was just starting with drums, and there there was never any vocal or lyric to it. Um, and when I got like serious about writing, which was when I was like thirteen, um, I found that my writing style is I I have all these notes with words that I like or sentences that I like lines poetry whatever and I'll just like anytime I have a thought of something like that I'll just write it down okay and then 
I'll just like goof around on my guitar until I found like chord progression I like. Okay. Go through my notes, find whatever words I have and just like put it over the guitar part. And then the rest comes together super fluidly. Um, once I've got the guitar, I can already like tell what the drums are going to sound like. No way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting to me. So you start with the guitar. I thought you might start with the drums. Yeah, a lot of people assume that. And I guess like I would assume that as well for myself. But I, I do tend to start with the vocals and guitar. And the drums are just like, as soon as I've got the guitar, I just know what direction the drums need to go in. Okay. And you know what really strikes me about your, your music, other than the fact that I really like it, and I'm not just saying that, <laughs> is that it's really, it's kind of, there's a lot of emotion in the songs. Like, even though each different song is kind of has a different vibe to it, you can tell that there's a lot of, of meaning behind it. Is that, is that because you use writing and music as like an outlet? Absolutely, yeah. I, um, I have the double whammy, anxiety and depression. Um, so that's super not fun. But it, I do let a lot of that out through my writing music. And so there's definitely a lot of like emotion behind the songs I write. I, I pretty much write whenever I'm like super upset about something like, oh man, yeah. something horrible just happened. Let me just grab my guitar. Um, so I do definitely like write when I'm sad. Um, yeah. It was really funny. My friend the other day was texting me and she was like, hey, like, do you want to call? And I was like, give me a couple minutes. I'm writing music. And she was like, oh, sorry, you're depressed. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well i get well, good music out of it <laughs> yeah that's just that, that's what inspires you and i think a lot of different emotions inspire different artists um and writers i mean god knows every poet i think or the majority of them have so much emotional and mental issues and that's just how they write i mean i think that's really what's interesting about writers is that they're not perfect people and they're that's far from it they just they're like these really kind of complex people and then they also write about it so you get to see kind of the insight and then they use that as inspiration and i think that's a really healthy outlet and also it's a really non-selfish way of dealing with it because think about if you had all these emotions and you didn't share them with the world i mean no one would would relate so I think that's a really powerful way of, of doing things. And, and is that really your writer's, your writer's cycle kind of? So you feel all these things and you, you grab your book and you write, start writing things down. And then you get the chord progression, right? And then you, then you said you, you figure out the drums. And then where do you go from there? From there, I, I'll, I'll create a little demo of it and... I'll listen to it a few times um, and just try and like hear if there's any like spots that feel empty. Um, if there is a spot like that, then I'll add a little something to spice it up. 
um, whether that be a guitar riff or a more interesting bass line or drum fill, what have you. Um, yeah, at that point, you just go into the studio and record it. Okay. So it's really interesting to me because it sounds like you're someone who really values creative control. Because not only are you writing the songs, you're also playing every instrument on there. Did it, is that, is that something that's really important to you? Um, well, originally when I was first writing my music and I was planning on releasing stuff, I was adamant that I did not want to sing under any circumstance. Okay. And why was that? I just wasn't super interested in it and I don't really have like a traditionally pretty or nice voice. So I was like, eh. Like, I can leave it to someone who's, like, more more um, talented with their voice. Oh. And I tried that, and I, I would have people sing for me, or I'd try to get people to sing for me, and it was just, like, such a hassle to deal with other people's schedule. <laughs> All right, okay. So right. at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. I just got fed up with scheduling. <laughs> I mean, that's a totally valid reason. And it's also, it makes sense to me because, you know, when you write something, it's incredibly personal to you, right? And so maybe for you, singing it is also a very personal aspect of it. Um, and it makes it more meaningful. Definitely. It's like, it's good because I know how I can properly express the emotions I'm feeling through what I'm singing whereas if another person were singing it I'm sure that would be really cool and they would have their own take on it but I do have like these specific ideas in mind with my lyrics and how I want to express those ideas through the vocal performance um, that I'm not sure I'd be able to communicate exactly to another person okay well another question i had is we kind of talked about your solo career how did this all lead up to alternate vision and and all of your other previous eps yeah so i have a friend who has a studio that's convenient yeah um and so i had i had written these two songs and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to start releasing stuff. So I went over to his studio and we recorded two songs. And I released the first one in July 2019 and the second one in October 2019. Yeah, so I got the ball rolling with that and I kept on recording more singles over at his studio. And then... Earlier this year, I released a single called Mercury Twin. That was in January. January. Um, I can speak English. Hello. Uh, that was in January. And then I turned my focus to the idea of having a collection of music to share. So an EP. And I was like super dialed in on doing that. And I wanted to like record it super fast. So we found a studio called District Recording 
And we went over there and we recorded these five songs. And that was like so fun to record. It was a lot of work though, because I've only, up until then, I had only ever recorded singles. And you're playing every instrument. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't really multitask. It's like, you got to do all the vocals and then you got to do all the drums. Then you got, yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't do this. Yeah. I figure with multiple band members, you can be like, well, we can be recording the guitar while we're recording the vocals or whatever. But no, I have to, I have to do it all, which I do not resent. I think it's very fun to do it all, but it can be a hassle. For sure. Does it feel weird to put up, put yourself out there? Like, does it feel weird for some to have someone like me interested in, in talking to you? It is pretty odd, yeah. There are people that will message me and say all these kind things to me, and I'll respond because I've seen the message, and they get all, like, surprised that I've responded. They're like, oh my gosh, like, you responded to me. That's so crazy. And it's like this weird thing because I'm just like, I'm just me. There's like, it, it's strange to have people look at me as. Like a, like a weird ideal. Yeah, right? it's strange to have people look up to me, I guess. I only know myself as like myself who falls down the stairs every other day. And like, <laughs> is really good at Mario Kart. I have another question, kind of along those lines: is how do you kind of wrestle with the idea that you're writing music to express yourself, and you're doing it for all these reasons that we talked about? But at the same time, you've got to think about how people will receive it, like the audience. Yeah, that's definitely an and that yeah, that's a good question. Um. Yeah, so I do write music for the selfish reason of having it as an outlet for myself and sort of being a form of therapy, I guess. But I also do very much want other people that are going through similar experiences or thinking similar thoughts to find my music and have it be something to relate to and feel less isolated. Um and so I do definitely think about that, but I don't want to try and fabricate experiences that for people to relate to. Definitely, like, I feel like I can only go with, like, what I've experienced and what I'm feeling. Um, and, like, that's the best I can do because to if I'm trying really hard to relate with people... I think then at that point it's not genuine. And even if I'm like speaking about an experience that someone has literally experienced like word for word. Yeah, for sure. If it's not genuine, they're not going to be able to relate to it really. So you've got to write selfishly. That's definitely what I think. Okay. With that and on that note, we can move uh, on to a hopefully less serious kind of segment, which is spill the coffee. Not spill the tea, because writers drink coffee, apparently. So, in this segment, for listeners who don't know, 
we talk about something that's controversial, something that's a new trend, and I get my guest's thoughts on it. So AP, um, in this uh, Spill the Coffee segment, I'd like to th- talk about something that I am very excited about, which is the new trend of female pop punk and rock being cool again because i i well we all know this pop music um and rap are kind of the main or rap is now pop i I don't want to get into it but rap and, and pop and electronic is kind of the main thing nowadays that the kids are listening to but uh now ap being the prime example a punk rocker a grunge rocker coming into the mainstream what do you think about this and did you ever think about writing music in a different genre yeah so i'm also super pumped about like the whole grunge revival sort of thing that seems to be stirring up i think it's super cool and especially with all these female fronted groups like i think that's super important as well honestly when i was like first writing music I was, like, trying to go, like, even more niche than, like, where I am now. I was, like, I want to do progressive metal. And I was, like, really focused on that for a while. And that just turned out to be, like, not really how I write and not, not the sound that I create, really. And I do like love progressive metal and it's super fun and I do occasionally write stuff like that. But what really like feels genuine and like speaks to me is that sort of grunge alternative vibe. So yeah, I always sort of figured whatever I do, like it's okay. Like I I don't really care about being super popular. I think that's a cool bonus. Um, so, like, I think it's totally fine, like, if the grunge revival doesn't really happen, quality over quantity. I I want people that really are into my music, and that could be whatever, just, like, a hundred people that really love my music. That would be better than, I don't know, a thousand people that are indifferent. Wow, that's a bold statement. Bold claim. Um, what do you consider your musical influences? Because, like I said, rock music is not really popular nowadays with the kids. Um, so are you listening to, like, early 2000s rock? Yeah, so I listen to, um, well, really what inspires my music, um, my first band that I was, like, totally obsessed with was Nirvana. Okay. I'm still, like, on the down low, totally obsessed with them. Just, like, a little less now. I think anyone with good taste yeah. is. Um, I do get a lot of inspiration from Green Day, um, Weezer. There's a, like, garage punk band called Destroy Boys. Um, they're from, like, Sacramento area. And they heavily inspire a lot of my music. They write really cool stuff that definitely I vibe with. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that kind of answers my question about um, 
the the genre and and the spill the coffee section. It's interesting that we talk about Nirvana. I hope that the call, the ghost of Kurt Cobain will have mercy on us right now, um, because it's time for my next segment called the final say, where I talk about the last words of some famous writers, and in today's episode, I have actually chosen Kurt Cobain and some of his last words. Oh, nice. And he says, It is better to burn out than to fade away. What do you think about that? I think that makes sense. I am, like, really? I almost said I'm deathly afraid of mortality. That would have been really funny. Um, but I, one of the ways that I've like learned to accept that inevitability, um, is to know that I can create stuff that won't die nearly as fast as like my physical self will. Okay. Um, fading away is a scary, scary thing to think about. Right. Um, do you think that, though, did you agree, though, that it's better to burn up? I, I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. I do, I do know that I agree that it's, like, the idea of fading away is awful, but I also don't think burning out is necessarily the way to go. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I just thought that, you know, you're this huge life force. You, you know, if you're going to go out, it's going to be with a bang. Yeah, that definitely resonates with me. Okay. So maybe maybe it's more of an explosion. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to burn out, but maybe exploding would be all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about any of them, but I, I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, and that brings us to one of our final segments and a bit of a listener favorite um, called The Picture is Worth, where I dig deep, not that deep because I interview kind of public people, but I dig deep and I go where no man has gone before, into the social medias, into the photos mm -hmm. that you forgot that you had posted. Um... And for AP, that means 2017. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, the way this works is that I'm going to describe the photo. And then you can go ahead mm -hmm. and give the context behind it. So, I am currently looking at a picture of AP on the drum kit. Big surprise there. Um, mm -hmm. Dressed very schnazzily. Uh, wearing a white shirt, white dress shirt, and a, uh, I guess it's a reddish bow tie. And um, AP is looking at the kit very intensely. You know, AP is definitely mid-action or mid-drum playing. Um, and, and there's also a big sign in the background that says L Ludwig. And then I see something or another. Looks like the sponsors. And AP is definitely on the stage. 
Okay. Yeah. Do you know、right. what I'm talking about, AP? I do know what you're talking about. Okay, very cool. Do you mind giving us the context? Not at all.、Um, all right, so that was in November of 2017. Yeah. And that was at PASIC in Indianapolis, the Percussive Arts Society. Uh, conference. I don't know what PASIC stands for. I know the PAS is Percussive Arts Society. I don't know what the IC is. But minor details. Anyways,、um, I had just won a segment of the、uh, Hit Like a Girl contest, which is like an all female and non binary、um, drumming competition. And I won the popular vote for the under 18 category. And one of the cool opportunities that came with that was being invited to perform at their showcase at the Percussive Arts Society conference. So I, I played this song, Sing, Sing, Sing.、Um, I think it's Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman, yeah, I know that song.、Yeah. The Bo Diddley beat. Yeah, the Bo Diddley. Yeah, I took that, music that class. I、one. took music class. Hell yeah. <laughs> Okay,、um, that's the one time I could say Bo Diddley and sound cool. So、yeah. <laughs> I had to take that. Anyway, continue. Um, So that was that, that was like a super early morning. Um, And I played that like beautiful like Ludwig kit. It was super nice. Um, And. That was me playing at that showcase, and I was 12. Wow. That was ridiculously fun. And fun fact later that day was the first time I ever had sushi. Oh, that's an important fun fact.、Um, yeah. Yeah, I love sushi. Did you, was it intimidating being on stage? With- I was. All those I, don't, I don't really tend to get nervous for performances.、Um, th- this one had me a little bit nervous, though. There were loads of people, and it was this big stage, and I had just seen like, all these big name drummers that are just like, insanely talented. I'd just seen them like, on that same stage the day before. It's like, I don't belong here, man. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty wild. But. You know, I didn't mess it up too bad, and people seemed to like it. So, all right. It was, it, was, it was a really cool experience. And I'm like super thankful that that was something I was able to do. Is that, and I, I for one, I love swing music. So, that's a great song choice, in my opinion. But、mm-hmm. is, was that your song choice? No. Okay.、Um, the, the, the fella that runs the contest chose that song. Okay. Well, I encourage everyone. Is there a video of this, maybe? I was going to say, I encourage everyone、um, to look up Sing 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 by Benny Goodman because it's a great song. Great beat. Bo Diddley. Yeah, it's,、um, yeah, it's, it's a jam. Well, I, I'm sure you could just look at the picture and just imagine. It's on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you should be able to find it if you search. Hit like a girl showcase, PASIC 2017. That would probably get it, but that's also kind of like a lot of words. I don't know if anyone's willing to 
type that. They'll do it. Or maybe I'll find a link and I'll put it in there somewhere. Hopefully. Hell yeah. Okay. My next my next picture. We're going deep. I don't know what mm -hmm. this uh, year is. Uh, give me a second there. I think it's 2015. 2015? Oh, no. 2016. Um, it's AP. Big surprise there. And mm -hmm. AP is on a drum kit again. But it looks like AP is in their living room. In the room. In their home. But there's all sorts of cameras kind of positioned everywhere. And it's kind of like a, a movie set a bit. And also... There's someone with a laptop um, and headphones listening, presumably, to AP's performance. This is this is seeming really intense for presumably a 12-year-old. 12, 12 Do you know what I'm talking about, AP? Or is this just an everyday picture? I genuinely do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> well... That, there you go. I I have failed. But do you when you record like you've got? I'm assuming it's probably for a YouTube video. You have a YouTube channel, right? Maybe you want to talk about yes, that. Yes, I do have a YouTube channel, um, which you can find if you just search AP Tobler. All right. It's got all my songs and music videos that exist that for my songs. I don't I don't have music videos for all my songs, but some of them do have music videos, and those are super cool. And my uh not my extremely biased opinion okay and and is that is that kind of how you usually record in your you know with all those cameras is that intimidating to play when so many people are watching you playing for real people does not bother me in the slightest playing for cameras is a whole different ball game i just like oh man yeah i definitely struggle with cameras I guess that's something that you just practice at, right? Because I never get when people are are acting and they and from their perspective, they're just looking at a camera. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think I would ever get used to that. Yeah, it's yeah. I suppose it is just something that like I'll get used to. I already have like gotten a lot more comfortable with um, being in front of a camera, but it still is. Yeah, it still is a strange thing for me. I'm definitely not like as comfortable with as I am talking to real people or playing for real people. And and I've heard a lot that musicians when they're playing for a crowd, they kind of bounce off the crowd. Is that something that you've experienced? Oh yeah, the energy of uh the audience definitely plays into the whole vibe. Um I had this one time where I was playing, it was just me and my guitar. It was it, it was not a very busy uh, busy show. It was just like at a park and I was playing. And um, this one dude is like super into it. And he was just like so pumped about it. And in turn, like I just like started playing really well. And I was like super deeper feeling it because I was like, this guy is so jazzed about this. Like, so am I. I could see that. I could see that for sure. One one last uh, quick thing before we go into the final segment, the acknowledgments page. You're also in a band. I think we forgot to to talk about this. Yes. Did you want to mention that? Yeah, I um I'm in a band called Rue. I play drums. 
in this band, Rue. I already said that. Anyways, I would consider it to be alternative pop rock sort of vibe. Um, and that is like so fun. Um, it's really fun to be able to collaborate with other people. Um, as much like fun as it is to play all the instruments for my own stuff, I do sometimes forget like what a great feeling it is to create with other people. Right. And so that's and, super fun. And, and we it's just also released... not the same genre. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's a different vibe for sure. Yeah, and we just released our debut album, self-titled Rue, um, on June 19th. I think that's right. Yes, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's right. Rue, is that is that French? I think it is. Yeah, um it's our our singer Paige, it's her middle name. Oh, that's a beautiful middle name. Shout yeah, out to Paige. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually I've listened to a couple of Rue's songs. And uh, I don't mean to compare, but I, I'm a big alt-rock fan. I'm big mm -hmm. on that kind of California rock, you know, kind of vibes. It's nice when uh, it's pretty cold and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like the sun is, is on my face. And I, I love Rue's music. Sweet, thank you. Glad to but hear that. But I, I like A.B. Tobler's music better, but I, oh. I like Rue too. <laughs> it's really good. Um, so check out that too, for sure. And uh, with that, I think we can go to the last section, segment, called the Acknowledgements, the Acknowledgements page, the best way to end any good or bad book. Um, and for me, i just like to acknowledge all of the supporters and people who have liked the page and already shown their su support for the podcast. Um, but now I'll toss it over to AP. Do you want to shout anyone out? Uh, well, shout out to you, first of all, because this has been a cool experience. And also, Mario Kumar is like a really sick name. Oh, thank you. And just like, thank you for anyone who's listening. Um, I, I very much appreciate it. All right. And uh, where can, uh, if people like what they hear, where, where can they check out your stuff? So you can find all the links to my socials and music on my website, which is just aptobler.com. Um, so I would just recommend for anything me related, you can find that on my website, which is again, aptobler.com. Okay. And make sure everyone checks out uh, AP's latest EP, Alternate Vision, and also the band that she plays drums in, Rue, um, with their new stuff coming out and i think july 19th I'll, I'll edit the description or whatever if that's not right but yeah. thank you very much ap <laughs> thank you very much for including me in the acknowledgement page i felt like i ap tobler is a very cool name as well i think oh, thank you <laughs> that's probably that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so i like that um and with that thank you everyone to uh, who listened and uh, thanks for being on the show ap yep thank you Thanks for listening. We'll see everybody on the next episode.